You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, the daily podcast covering your New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode, I was out at camp on Wednesday, so let's go through some early news and notes to begin the episode. Some more thinning at the wide receiver position, a player moved to injured reserve, and the first interception thrown by either Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. We'll talk about who threw it and to whom. Then we'll take a look in our second segment, highlighting the offensive standouts before wrapping up with the defensive standouts to close out the show. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, co-managing editor over at KanauchiChronicles.com, your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked On NFL Podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. Alright, family, let's kick off today's episode here, Locked On Saints. Don't forget to check out Peacock and Williamson, wherever you get your podcast as well, to get all of the news and notes around the NFL. We get football tomorrow, or I guess today, uh, for the Thursday episode here on Locked On Saints. I want to go through Wednesday's training camp practice because I was out at practice with media and was able to uh, get a good look at everything going on. So let's start off with some of the big news and notes that you need, and then we'll break it down and get a little bit more um focused on offense and defense to wrap up the show. So let's start off with a couple of injury updates to get us started. We mentioned in yesterday's episode that Traquan Smith, as well as Keith Washington, both had early exits from practice on Tuesday. We had hoped that we would see them back pretty quickly. That seems to be expected to be the case with Traquan Smith. Seems to be expected. According to Sean Payton, after practice on Wednesday, they didn't give a specific update on Traquan Smith, but did say that he didn't expect for him to be out long. On the other hand, though, Keith Washington, who also had an injury on Tuesday, mentioned him coming down hard. Well, he has been moved to injured reserve, so he is done. The Saints, though, filling that roster spot quickly, signing free agent cornerback Adonis Alexander, who was part of the 2018 supplemental draft out of Virginia Tech. It was drafted to the Washington football team. He is now with the New Orleans Saints. It was out on the field on Wednesday wearing number 44. You saw him work at corner. You saw him work at jammer. You saw him work at gunner. So they've been really getting him into the mix already right away just to figure out all the different places he might be able to contribute throughout camp. We'll, of course, keep you up to date on Adonis Alexander as he uh, begins to sort of find his way with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, those two players, of course, Keith Washington, who's been moved to injured reserve as well as Traquan Smith, not present on Wednesday's practice. He also had a few other players not present. Deontay Harris, one of them. Again, no update on his injury or, or why he wasn't there, but he is expected to return sooner rather than later. And then you saw a couple of other players like Ryan Ramchek and, and Marcus Davenport all getting veteran rest days, just like we saw just a few days ago with guys like Demario Davis and Malcolm Jenkins and Cam Jordan. Um, Quan Alexander officially signed by the New Orleans Saints one year, $3 million deal up to $3 million, as we mentioned in yesterday's episode, and we broke that down. However, not at practice on Wednesday, not a big surprise. We mentioned it was going to take some time for him to probably get there. He arrives in New Orleans on Thursday, as we understand it, and will probably hit practice in a bit of an acclimation period, not being brought in full swing right away. So still opportunities for Pete Werner, Zach Bond, Kate Nellis who saw a lot more opportunity again on Wednesday. And then, biggest story probably out of camp, we did see the first interception in team drills when it came down to the 
uh, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill battle. Now, just so that it's noted, Jameis Winston actually threw two interceptions today over the course of camp because he threw one and one on ones to Demario Davis. But in terms of team drills, he ended up targeting Kawan Baker down the right sideline, sort of a crossing pattern over to that side of the field. And King Crawley, with the ball being hung up in the air a bit, was able to make a play on the ball and it took the pass away. King Crawley had a fantastic day, but we'll talk about him when we get to defensive standout. So now the big question mark is going to be, do the floodgates open up in terms of interceptions for either one of these quarterbacks? Or did he? Did Jameis Winston get that interception and then now end up saying, okay, no more of that, and then see how he's able to bounce back from adversity? I don't want to harp on Jameis Winston's interceptions because, again, I still think that the 30 interception season was an anomaly that had more to do with Bruce Arians and his system than it had to do simply with Jameis Winston, as well as several passes deflecting off of receivers' hands and things like that. But with any quarterback, once you see one interception in training camp, there's va- there's valid warrant to sitting back and waiting to see how that quarterback responds to that adversity. This is no different in that situation. I wonder the same thing about Taysom Hill. If he throws an interception in camp as well, how does he deal with that? And is he able to bounce back? So we'll be watching that closely for both of these quarterbacks. Ian Book also threw an interception in today's practice, again, in one-on-ones. We're going to talk more about the quarterback situation here in just a moment. As we continue on, we're going to take a look at the offensive side. Now that we've gotten through the big news and notes, who wasn't around, who was around, who's been added, all of that. Now let's look at the defense and talk about who stood out for the New Orleans Saints during training camp day six. We'll have that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. And as the Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill battle continues to heat up, I don't think you should expect this to resolve at any point before the regular season because neither of these guys are creating distance, at least at this time. But if you head over to betonline.ag, they actually have a line set for odds for the New Orleans Saints starting quarterback minus 250 in favor of Jameis Winston plus 175 when it comes to Taysom Hill. So if you want to get in on that or any of the other quarterback battles across the NFL or quarterback question marks across the NFL, you can even look at several games that already have open lines, including the New Orleans Saints not favored at home up against the Green Bay Packers to open up the week one season. So a lot to try out, a lot to take a look at over at betonline.ag, especially with the uh, Olympics still rolling along and all of the other uh, sports and non-sports that they handle over on the website as well. So go check them out over at betonline.ag, sign up for your free account. When you put the deposit down so that you can start to bet, you put your first deposit down. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, so you can get a 50% welcome bonus. It's the 50% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On over at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, family, let's take a look over on the offensive side now for the New Orleans Saints. We'll stick with the quarterbacks. We talked about how Jameis Winston threw the first interception amongst either of the starting quarterbacks that are competing for this uh, this quarterback competition in team drills. But outside of that, it was a bit of a down day or at least an up and down day for both of these quarterbacks, both of them having some nice throws in a couple of circumstances, not so great throws in other circumstances. It was also another pretty run heavy day. So it felt like what might have been one of the most sort of not as entertaining days of training camp on Wednesday. Now you get fans on Thursday and fans on Friday. So things are sure to be a little bit more raucous over at the training facility. I'll be there for those as well. Make sure that you holler at me, say what's up if you see me out there. And so I'm very interested though, to see where this moves forward, especially because this, I'm not saying that there's a third quarterback in this conversation at all, because there's not, it's Taysom or it's Jameis. 
But I got to say, Ian Book actually looked really, really good today. He had one pump fake that just kind of floored everybody, fooled the entire team, offense and defense, and had all of us over on the media side just kind of like, how did he do that? Because he let go a full rip, but then didn't throw the ball. The grip strength was off the charts, nine and seven eighth inch hands for Ian Book. That puts him in just the 70th percentile. So he doesn't have the biggest hands, doesn't have the smallest either. But mad grip strength, grip strength to be able to hold on to that pass and then be able to turn around and dump it off to the running back out of the backfield. We actually saw a lot of work for the running backs in this one. As I mentioned, it was a run-heavy day. And a lot of times when you did see passes, you saw quarterbacks reading through their uh, their progressions and then dumping off to the quarterback and one, excuse me, the running back. And one of the running backs that got probably the most work on this Wednesday's practice was Devontae Freeman, the newly signed former Atlanta Falcon, number 34 out there, had to get into the double digits in terms of touches, combined run, as well as passes uh, or passes caught. The guy really does continue to get a lot of work. I mean, as far as we understand it, the day that he signed or the day after he signed his first day reporting to camp, he got a ton of work. And you're seeing that continue on here throughout camp thus far. I'm not saying that he's going to be you know, pushing running back two territory. But certainly if you are trying to look at this as running back one, two, and three, Devontae Freeman has definitely put himself in a position at least, or at least made good on the opportunities that he's been given that could allow him to get a roster spot at least with the New Orleans Saints going into the 2021 season. He had a couple of big runs, as did guys like Stevie Scott, as well as Dwayne Washington. And a big part of why those big runs happened was a nice day from Cesar Ruiz. I mean, his blocking in the run game was absolutely fantastic throughout this practice. He made several good plays in the passing game as well, but he was one of the guys that ended up consistently helping to open up holes for running back. So it was great to see Cesar Ruiz continue to progress. Remember, last year, he kind of got the short end of the stick. Three weeks of training camp, was only healthy for about a week and a half of it, and spent half of that week and a half at center and in the other half of that week and a half at right guard now he's fully focused on becoming a better guard and he most certainly is looking like a better guard out there as well so definitely uh wanted to give a quick shout out to Cesar Ruiz who had a very nice day I have several notes that were like good rep good rep good rep when it came to Cesar Ruiz Uh, a big time standout though on the offensive side that I'm just so excited to talk about Jalen McCleskey he just continues to do it y'all I mean He had a great media availability appearance, I think it was a day ago or two days ago, where he talked about the thing that he injects into this offense is speed, because he could bring it on a playmaking ability as a receiver on the outside, but then he could also bring it to special teams operating as a gunner and as a punt returner. And he, you know, he says that he and Deontay Harris are the two fastest on the team. He believes he's the fastest. He ran a 4-2-8 during his original pro day, during this most recent pro day where the where the the two lane green waves actually allowed him to participate that's how he got in front of the Saints eyes this offseason he was clocked in at a 433 he said so i mean the guy packs a ton of speed and you can see it out on the field because he separates with the quickness uh, against some of these cornerbacks and he's also got a really nice set of routes available to him as well had a really nice route where he was matched up with a corner on the right sideline this was in team drills too pushed him up the field And it kind of gave a little bit of a double move, a bit of a stutter, and then started to go vertical again. But then as the hips of the defender turned, he ended up pivoting back to the outside. So he had this double move into a bit of a pivot or an out route, beautifully placed pass by Taysom Hill, and just a beautiful route run by Jalen McCleskey to work his way open before making one of the many catches he's had. We didn't, as far as I understand, when I talked to some folks about him today, 
he hasn't dropped a pass at all during camp thus far. And he certainly didn't let anything get away from him while I was there today. Todd Graffinini also saw it. I was watching with Matty uh, Hudak, and we all just enjoyed watching some Jalen McCleskey, who really just made good on some opportunities. Remember, Traquan Smith and Deontay Harris not available at practice today. And you also already know that Michael Thomas was is out. So you see these guys like Chris Hogan and Marquez Calloway and, and Jalen McCleskey and Kawan Baker all getting these extra reps. Even Tommy Lee Lewis, who almost had a nice completion down the right sideline as well. These guys just continue to get more and more opportunities, and they continue to prove that they deserve those opportunities and make good on them. And speaking of opportunities, there's one cornerback that's been getting a lot more opportunities with the second and third team, slowly climbing up the ladder. Sean Payton had some really nice things to say about him. We'll talk about who it was and what they did today as we switch over to the defensive side to talk about standouts from New Orleans Saints training camp day six as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. And of course, as we keep it rolling here, I want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at rockauto.com. Are you working on your vehicle? You have parts, pieces, accessories, things you need, things that you want for your car. There's an easy way to get whatever it is that you need. And it's at rockauto.com without having to go through all of the hassle of going to one of these, you know, chain stores and have to wait 20 minutes for someone to tell you that they don't have the part, but they'll order it and it'll get here from two to six weeks. Don't worry about any of that. Just go to rockauto.com, choose your make, your model, your year, what part you want, and then spend a fraction of the price on the website, have it delivered straight to your door, cut out the middleman entirely. I promise you is a much simpler process than going to that spot around the corner. So don't worry about it. Just go and check out rockauto.com. Figure out and find whatever piece, part, accessory it is that you need. And don't forget to check out. It's right locked on in the How'd You Hear About Us section so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get it, Huda Nation, wrapping up today's episode, our training camp, day six, news notes, observations. Now we're moving on to the defensive side with four standouts. One, two, three, four, five. I can't count. Five standouts from uh, from training camp here. Uh, I wrote them down and I still can't even count them. Anyway, uh, I want to start off with the guy I was talking about before, climbing his way up the ladder, the young rookie Paul Sinadibo, number 29. Let me rephrase that, big number 29, because I talked about how I had heard that he towers over some of these other guys. Let me tell you, after being there today, he towers over some of these other receivers. I mean, excuse me, some, over some of these other corners. I mean, the dude is big and he plays big too. He had a couple of really nice uh, defensive uh, reps in one-on-ones, which are really consistently stacked up against the defensive back. By the way, Ken Crawley has not allowed a catch in one-on-ones thus far. As Nick Underhill pointed out, take that for what you will. But including the interception that he had earlier today, he, Ken Crawley, both of them, big time standouts in this. Uh, uh, Paulson Adebo actually had an interception in one-on-ones that was thrown by Ian Book. I believe he was targeting Kwan Baker, if I remember correctly. It was either Kwan Baker or it was Tommy Lee Lewis. But a fantastic play on the ball from Paulson Adebo, who turned into a receiver so quickly. Remember, this was the stuff that we talked about when it came to Paulson Adebo well before the draft. When we were looking at potential quarterbacks that the Saints could target in the draft. And we talked about Paul Sadibo as somebody's second, third round because of those ball skills that he has as a former wide receiver. He understands route concepts. He gets it. He just gets it. And he knows how to go up there, make a play on the ball. He's got big hands and he's able to, uh, he's got reliable hands too, to where he can make those catches. So you saw that from Paul Sadibo. 
head coach Sean Payton after the after uh, practice in his media availability spoke specifically about Paulson Adebo as a player that is just catching on quickly. And he's not the only rookie catching on quickly. Another guy that's catching on, honestly, maybe a little bit quicker than they than the New Orleans Saints might have anticipated is Peyton Turner. Now, Peyton Turner was somebody that a lot of Saints fans looked at as like, oh, well, he's going to take time to develop. He's a project, these things. And the Saints have told us from the very beginning in each of their media availabilities, all their pressers, that this guy is not a project, but you see it when you're out there on the field watching. If you remember, and if you were here for it, back a few weeks ago, we were kind of breaking down here on Locked on Saints all of the notes that Jeff Ireland gave to Jeff Duncan in this fantastic interview that they did over at the Athletic Tour. He went through and talked about all of the draft selections. One of the things that Jeff Ireland said specifically about Peyton Turner is that Peyton Turner is the type of defensive end that they like. Big, long, transition, ability to transition speed to power. And he referenced specifically using that power to push a offensive lineman into the lap of a quarterback. They don't want the finesse guys. They want the powerful guys. Well, today, Peyton Turner was credited with what would probably be two sacks. You know, obviously they can't tackle the quarterback, so you don't really get a chance to see if they were able to finish the play. But I'll tell you, there was one play that Peyton Turner finished because he pushed Kyle Murphy into Ian Book's lap, just bull rushed him right into Ian Book's lap, knocked Ian Book over. Uh, And a positive day for Peyton Turner, another one. And we've seen this over and over again. We saw him get into the backfield a ton. We saw those two sacks. I think you could say we can call them one and a half if we want to, because the other one, you know, you you play through, you play past the quarterback in these training camps. So we don't know if he would have made the play or not, whatever. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt, say two sacks. And then you also saw him make some good uh, plays in the run game as well, fighting through blocks, getting into the backfield, backfield and just being disruptive. Same thing for Carl Granderson, who I believe could have been credited with two sacks in this practice as well. And finally, I want to talk a little bit more about the linebacker position. The expectation is that Quan Alexander arrives tomorrow on Thursday or today on Thursday, depending on when you're watching this. And with that, he'll have an acclimation period, according to, according to Coach Sean Payton, which makes a ton of sense. Because again, we don't know right now what Quan Alexander is going to look like as he's still in the midst of recovering from, or at least just on the tail end of his recovery from the Achilles injury. So they're probably going to put him on a slow ramp up into camp. In the meanwhile, though, that means you'll continue to get more of a look at guys like Zach Bond, Pete Werner, Cade Nellis, Chase Hansen, Andrew Dowell, all these guys that do continue to stand out. You saw another good day from Pete Werner today, made some plays in the run game, made some plays in the passing game. And then you saw a great day, actually. I thought that uh, I thought that Chase Hansen, even though he didn't make any big splash plays, he was just all over the field, really put himself out there, number 42, who you could see flying around the field. There was one point where he jumped up to try to bat a pass down. Carl Granderson had a batted pass, by the way. But it was one play to where he tried to leap up to bat a pass down, and he got up there when he left. So, I mean, there are just little things like that that stand out when you're able to be at practice. I'm so grateful that I was able to do that. A couple of other little highlights. A couple of times, Ian Book, Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, anytime that they were running sort of little drills and they didn't get something exactly right, they made sure to come back, do the drill again, get it absolutely right. You saw one moment to where Taysom, and I believe it was Kawan Baker, didn't get on the same page about something. So they kind of went off to the side, worked on it, talked about it amongst themselves. Taysom Hill working with the other quarterbacks a bit on the sideline, going through throwing motions. Same thing, Sean Payton working with them. So just a lot of those little things 
that you don't really get to see unless you're there. So I'm grateful that I got the opportunity to be there and I'll be there again tomorrow. So we're going to have the same style show going into Friday's episode because I want to make sure that you know exactly what's going on during training camp with your New Orleans Saints. Again, if you're going to be out there, fans are permitted Thursday and Friday. Of course, hoping that the weather holds up. If you see me, you say hi and I'll I'll wait outside too so we can see some folks. But I, I, I'm just so grateful that I get to bring all this to you. And I'm so grateful for all of you for being here. We'll be back to do it again tomorrow and probably again on Saturday too because we get practice on Friday and Saturday. So I'm going to want to give you all of that coverage as well. So I appreciate y'all for coming through. Hope that you'll be back with us tomorrow as we continue on. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson. Anytime in between, you can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holler at you.